This episode of the Lawyer's Hip Hop Happy Hour is sponsored by the law offices of Alfred Guillaume III, a boutique criminal defense firm located in Washington, D.C. The firm specializes in defending federal criminal cases. You can learn more about the firm by visiting our website at guillaumelaw.com. That's G-U-I-L-L-A-U-M-E law.com. Welcome to part one of my interview with the chairman of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, Mr. Willie Phillips. Willie and I have been friends for over 20 years. We both attended Howard University School of Law. He was nominated to his current position by the President of the United States and confirmed by all 100 members of the Senate. In our interview, we talk about how a man from rural Alabama has risen to the top echelon of government officials in our country. Simply put, Willie Phillips is a living, breathing example of the American dream. And more importantly, he is his ancestors' wildest dream. Welcome to the Lawyers Hip Hop Happy Hour. With us today is Chairman of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, my friend, my brother, Mr. Willie Phillips, or I should say Chairman Willie Phillips. <laughs> How you doing, man? Good, man. Uh, Attorney Alfred Guillaume at Law, it is good to be with you, brother. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming on such short notice. Um, you know, this is a podcast uh, about primarily criminal law issues, about, of course, hip hop, which we're going to get into with every guest, yourself included. But um, you're neither of those things officially, especially criminal law. Um, but the, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on was to tell the world your story because it is a great story. I mean, uh, let's just say for those who, of course, who don't know, you and I have known each other for close to 20 years. Uh, our families know each other. Our families are family. And um, you're my brother, like I said. So I'm glad to, uh, as I said when we were off camera, exploit your success for my success. So. <laughs> <laughs> Much appreciated for coming by. No, man, it's, this, this right here is easy. It is. It should be anyway. It should be. It's just two friends talking and, and I want to highlight you, highlight what you do and talk to our listeners about your story, your journey and your musical taste, which is very important to the persons who listen to this podcast. Sure. So you are the chairman of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. And I must admit that prior to knowing you, I had no idea what the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission was. You, can, you will be excused for, for not knowing what the, what the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission um, is. Can you explain? I, I'm going to highlight your specific role uh, in a second, but can you just give our uh, our listeners a little bit of a background of what the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission is? Yeah. So, you know, it's FERC for short. That's what we call it. Um, we are the primary agency for the federal government that's in charge of federal interstate uh, energy, we're talking about natural gas, pipelines, uh, transmission lines, making sure that the rates are just and reasonable to make sure that we have all the people that have homes and businesses have safe, affordable, and uh, at reasonable cost power. So if my light bill is high, can I call you? 100%. You <laughs> call me if your bill is high. And, and that's, a, that's a great point. You know, your, your state public service commissions they deal with retail rates on your local level. I used to be chair of the D.C. Commission, and I dealt with that. Now I'm on the federal level. It's more wholesale. It's more interstate. So you are 
basically in charge of regulating those things that you mentioned in all 50 states in the United States. That's right. And the FERC it consists of a uh, number of commissioners. Is that correct? That's right. So we have you know five commissioners uh, at FERC. You have one person designated by the president to be the chairman. And back in January, uh, I got the call from the president to say that I would be the chair. Let's let's back that up. Just let's <laughs> let's unpack that a little bit. So you, Chairman Phillips, yes, receive notification from the president of the United States of America that you were being tapped to be the uh, the chair. Chair. For, and it was so for. crazy. I was I was actually out of the country. I was in Prague. At the time, and I, you know, someone, you know, he doesn't call you direct. Somebody calls you up. Of and course. Like, well, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I would imagine. No, they're like the, the White House is on the on the line, and then you're like, oh, this is happening. I guess I better take that call. I better take that call. I better take that call. For those people who don't know, each commissioner has to be um, confirmed by the Senate. Is that right? That's right. That's right. And I had a a Senate confirmation hearing in front of you know a committee of senators where they can ask you any question they want. And, uh, you know, that right there was one of the most that challenging be, things right, that I've ever done. And just, it, yeah, it was, it was significant. Somewhat surreal, I would imagine, as well. It was, it was crazy, you know, and it all happens so fast from the moment that, you know, you're actually appointed to, you know, in just a few weeks for me. One of the shortest confirmation periods um, in recent memory for the committee, I'm told. So, And for those of us who need a brief refresher in uh, civics, uh, the Senate consists of uh, 100 senators, two from each state. That's right. And, uh, of course, there's a 51 uh, to 50 vote. The vice president would break that vote. Is that right? That's right. I was, un- luckily, you know, I was unanimous. You stole my thunder, man. I was, I was <laughs> leading up to that. I was going to say, and what was your uh, <laughs> confirmation? No, 100 that's to right. nothing. That's right. Which means every single last senator of the United States of America voted for you. What an honor. It is a great honor. And in this divided environment that we're in, we're told that, you know, no one can agree on anything. They right? agreed on Willie Phillips. Well, yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> and they I made a good so. choice, Thank in my you. humble opinion. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I listened to a lot of your confirmation hearing. Uh, and it was it was inspirational. The testimony you gave was inspirational. I kind of want to get into that as well. Um, but before I do... I just want to talk to, I want you to tell us what it is that you do on, what does your day-to-day look like? I know you travel a lot, um, you're in many different places, um, seeing different people, but can you just give us a a brief description of kind of what it is that your day-to-day looks like? I take a lot of meetings. A lot of my day is spent with, you know, executives, advocates. Um, I meet with environmental justice, community leaders. Um, This is is my (laughs) day-to-day. A lot of times, I give a lot of speeches. I travel a lot for those and conferences, both here domestically and around the world. Um, around the world. I just you got You are back. representing the United States around the world. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm going to soak that in for a second. Absolutely. They'll have, sometimes it'll just be Willie Phillips with that label. And you just actually got back from a conference in Texas. That's right. The last week, I was in Houston, Texas for Sierra Week. It's probably the largest domestic energy conference. Over 8,000 people were there. Uh, they had me up on the big stage. You know, we had a fireside chat with uh, one of the organizers of the event. And, and this is really, for me, you know, I've known you, like I say, 20 years. And uh, you weren't always uh, commissioner 
Phillips, <laughs> but you were always destined to be Commissioner Phillips in greater things. But, you know, for someone who's listening to this, who may be in law school or aspiring to be an attorney, you, 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 well, I'm not, I guess I'd be a little bit ahead of myself. You attended, we attended law school together. That's right. That's Proud right. graduates of Howard University School of Law. H.U. 2005. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, you don't practice traditional law in the sense that many people may think of, but you have a law degree. And That's I think right. you did practice law traditionally at one point. Can you just ex explain kind of your journey from law school to, to where you are now professionally? No, that's a good question. Um, right out of law school, I was uh, very lucky. I got on with, you know, large law firms. I've worked at two, Balch and Bingham uh, in Atlanta and Birmingham. I also worked at Vanessa Fellman here in Washington, D.C. Um, I represented utility clients. I was a FERC practitioner. Uh, before. What does that mean? So, yeah, I, I basically was a, a lawyer who focused, my practice was a FERC practice. And so that involved corporate energy law. I was a corporate lawyer. Wow. So you've been rich a long time. <laughs> <laughs> unlike not unlike a, us criminal guys. I'm a government official, man. <laughs> well, yes, you are, you are currently serving... Uh, United States government, and we thank you for your service. Yeah. However, at some point, your tenure will end. That's right. That's and right. I would assume you would return to the private sector. You know, there was a time. There was a time. And, uh, you know, all, all options are on the table moving forward. Right. Now, for for those who, who, who can't tell by the way you speak, I, I can because I'm from the same part of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, you are a Southern man. That's right. That's can you, right. Can you give us uh, a little bit of a background of, of, of where you come from and your beginnings? I'd be happy to. You know, I'm from Alabama originally. I've been in D.C., as you know, for over 20 years. I grew up down on the coast, Gulf Coast, Alabama, outside of Mobile. Went to a high school, a little town called Fairhope, Alabama. How many people live in Fairhope, Alabama? You know, I, I could not, probably 5,000 or, or less. It's a small town. When I was there, it was actually rural. Now it's kind of like a like a vacation destination place. But to be clear, I come from a large family. My mother was uh, the oldest of 16 children. Oof. So about 3,000 of those folks are your cousins. Yeah, so. yeah that's about right. <laughs> you said it was rural when you, when you were growing up. How did a rural southerner from Alabama make it to the head of the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission? You know, it's the most unlikely story. It's really, I, 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 you know, I think you're being a little humble. It's an amazing <laughs> story. It's unprecedented. And I've, I don't know anybody else like you, which is why I have you on this podcast, which is about true crime and hip hop, which neither of which you are. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> but well, it's a story that needs to be told. Well, I appreciate it. You know, I mean, I, I think a lot of it had to do with um, my choice to go to Howard University um, School of Law. H.U., you know. And um, I think that really it, it it provided that foundation for me. You know, we were both, you know, men of Howard, you know, that we- Correct. We were, we were told that we were destined for greatness. Right. Right. And, you know, and maybe just a, a little bit, we believed it. Right. But we also had good uh, stock in our school. If you look over your shoulder, you'll see a picture of uh, one of our esteemed alumni- That's right. <laughs> Mr. Thurgood Marshall. That's right. Uh, Supreme Court Justice. Supreme Court Justice who was the first African-American Supreme Court justice, and you are the first African-American head of FERC, which is, uh, you know, and before I actually said it, I didn't really think about it until I said it just now. 
you That's both right. come from the same institution and you are both groundbreaking in your field. And you know, and I think it can't be underscored enough that even though I'm the first African-American chair, I stand on the shoulders of the four black commissioners that came before me. Right. You know, starting all the way back in 1978. And we had several throughout the years, but I am lucky and I, you know, and I want to just, you know, say publicly here right now, that's thanks to President Joe Biden. And we thank him for appointing you. That's right. Which is amazing. Now, um, we, you know, this is the lawyer's hip hop happy hour. Right. So I wouldn't, <laughs> I can't let you leave without having a music conversation with you. Let's do it. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Lawyer's Hip Hop Happy Hour. Please continue to follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And please subscribe to my YouTube channel at the Lawyer's Hip Hop Happy Hour for additional content and videos. See you next time. I'll catch you on the B-side.